Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, your podcast platform proudly brings to you Mid-Peasants, the best podcast in the world, with your hosts, the Fluff Brendan and the Star Catherine, the Mid-Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at the Mid-Podcast and on YouTube at the Mid-Podcast 6436. Make sure you add those numbers. And if you want to support the show, you can do so by becoming a Patreon member. Go to patreon.com forward slash the mid podcast and select a tier that fits you where you have access to our random shit episodes. You can also cash app the show, dollar sign the mid podcast, or you can go to the midpodcast.com and get you some mid podcast merchandise. We've added some new items like our Nana story. And what the hell, mom, items. So go check that out. Every little amount helps us continue the show and allows us to go to cool events like WrestleCade. Now, it's time to entertain our mid-peasants with some... Hello, people of the internet. Uh, We're not talking about wrestling today. That was yesterday, (laughs) our 69th episode, by the way, of AEW. Well, a little Shocker. bit more, but it's the 69th episode of Dynamite. Shocker. Uh, We're not talking about wrestling. No. So what are we talking about? Um, How I piss people off today? I don't know. No, not talking about that. Marvel content? Yeah. Yeah. Even though what I do want to talk about, you won't go watch. What is that? Invincible. Trash. It's better than fucking Loki. Wow. Amazon has the three best superhero shows out right now. The Boys, Gen V, and Invincible. Those are the three best superhero ships. Loki's good. I love Loki. I mean, last night's episode was kind of made, but we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, What else? Oh, the Echo trailer. That came out. So glad they made it TV in May. Or else it was going to flop. That means for mature audiences, so that eliminates you? I'm mature. Really? Yeah. You laugh at fart jokes. Who doesn't? Huh? I don't. I am a sophisticated lady. Moving on. But, um, yeah, I thought, uh, the Echo trailer was good. They're also releasing it on Hulu. You know what I've been watching that just started? The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills in Miami. Oh, so something that's unentertaining. 
Vanderpump Rules starts in January. That's slightly more entertaining. Slightly your ass sat here and watched it. Shut the fuck up. Sometimes. Not all the time. But I didn't feel like playing PlayStation no more. Um. I mean, what are your thoughts on the Echo Trailer? It looks really badass. Um, my only question is, is this going to be prior to Hawkeye or after Hawkeye? It's after because you see Fisk with the eye patch when he got shot in the eye at the end of Hawkeye. I thought he got shot in the head. Gosh, well, the eye is a part of your head. Well, no, if he got shot in the head, he'd be dead. So yeah, they're going to got Fisk. shot in the eye to keep him alive. Wilson Fisk is a hard man to kill no matter what you do to him. I think he's a mutant. You'll just have to wait and find out. I've always thought that. You'll just have to wait and find out. I suppose. Badass. I can't wait for it to start. When does it come out in January? January and all episodes come out at once. Oh, so we could just binge watch it? Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck what? The grandstands at Interlagos, which is the track in Brazil. Uh, the roof collapsed. Uh, were there people there? Uh, no, they had to call qualifying early because of the storm coming in. Oh, okay, so the storm saved people's life. But, yeah, Echo comes out January, da, 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 da. Da, 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 da. January 10th. January 10th. Why does January 10th sound like something important? I don't know. January 10th sounds like something very important. It's a Wednesday. Hmm. Bugging me. Check your calendar. But I had a fun night last night. Because I got to watch the season two premiere of Invincible. Fucking great. Uh, The season finale of Gen V. Which is also fucking great. And a shock ending. So yeah. Go watch Gen V. Uh, and then Loki. And that's what we'll get into. But first, we're gonna skim over episode three. And talk about some of episode four and then do episode five. And then Why? I'll give you do you my have to be somewhere? Do you have to be somewhere? 
maybe. What on your PlayStation? No, I don't know. I'm a mysterious man. Mysterious <laughs> my ass. <laughs> But let's get into it. So episode three of Loki. The title was 1893. And our little synopsis was Loki and Mobius go on the hunt to find everyone's favorite cartoon clock as they try to save the TVA. Oh, this was the Victor Timely episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a good episode. Do you know any big events that happened to take place in 1893? The Chicago World Fair? Uh, was there a war? Mm-hmm. Hey Siri. What like war happened in 1893? Would you like to tell me big events that happened in 1893? We have the Panic of 1893, which happened on May 5th, when the New York Stock Exchange crashed and started the Depression. The Hawaii Kingdom got overthrown. May 9th, Edison demonstrated his one-and-a-half-inch system of kinotelescope at the Brooklyn Institute. On June 9th, part of the Ford's theater in D.C. collapsed, killing 22 and injuring 68. And on my birthday, 1893, Lizzie Borden was acquitted of murder. The Argentinian Revolution. Does anybody care about Argentina? Yeah. The Sazavita, who sang Don't Cry For Me, Argentina, which is a great musical by Andrew Lloyd Webber. The only good thing about Argentina is it gave us the best soccer player of all time. No, that would be Brazil, and that is Andreas Pereira. Dude. Pereira can't even strap up Messi's boots. Can I continue? He can't even hold Messi's jock strap. Can I continue? But yes, continue. Do you want to get through this quickly? But yes, continue. World events. You have the Ivory Coast became a French colony. Fucking colonist. There's nothing wrong with being a colonist. Japan adopts the Gregorian calendar. The Excelsior Diamond was discovered, which happens, to, which happens to be a blue and white 995 carat diamond. Wonder how much that costs. Oh, that's worth a shit ton of money. Also, What's San Francisco decided to deport Chinese people under the Exclusion Act of 1893, which I wrote a paper on in undergrad school. What's the name of that diamond? E X C E L 
S I O R. Can I continue? Yeah. For all my feminist and women power ladies, New Zealand became the first country to grant all its women the right to vote in 1893. Henry Ford completed his first useful gas motor. And December 30th, 1893, Russia signs a military accord with France, which will eventually lead to World War I. Great. I thought I'd use my my history degree. But. But. That's all interesting and everything. Good. Because the fucking original Daredevil suit's better than the one they had in fucking She-Hulk. But, moving on. So, I love the old-timey piano music in the opening. It set the ambiance. Whatever that word means. It's like the mood. It's a big fancy word for mood. So we, start off, so we start off in Chicago, 1868. It looks like a run-down shantytown. And, of course, we see the evil bitch Renslayer. And it looks like she is looking for someone or something. And out pops everyone's favorite cartoon clock, Miss Minutes, who asks what took so long. And Renslayer replied, uh, maybe going back 100 plus years in time? Yeah, that would do it. I mean, that might take you a little while, just saying. I ain't never done it. I want to. Oh, yeah, it'd be cool. Um, so they're supposed to meet someone important. And then she pulls out some sort of notebook. And what can be so important about this notebook? Just a TVA handbook. So the important person Renslayer is meeting is the end of time? He who remains? She puts puts the notebook in a window. It was a variant of King. Yes. And moving on. And then Miss Minute says he is dead. They change to black and white. Says he is back at the top of the TVA. They will be right by his side. Boy opens the package. It happens to be the TVA handbook. Then we move to see Casey, Obi, Mobius, and Loki trying to figure out how to fix the loom. They ask about Miss Minutes. Moby calls her a rogue cartoon clock. Loki and Mobius show up in the same spot in 1868. And then they go to 1893. 
and asked why would you go to the same place twice 25 years apart. And in 1893, you were correct. We have the Chicago World's Fair. Then we have a newsboy talking about a ghost clock that haunts the Midway. And Loki says Cracker Jack tastes like ash. Not wrong. Then they are in front of some temple-looking thing with statues of Odin, Thor, and somebody else. And Loki goes, who? Could that be a hint of Thor showing up? Eh, no. Then Loki spots a sign that says Victor Timely and Temporal Marvels. Renslayer is talking to Miss Minutes, who is hiding in her bag. And then Loki and Mobus show up to a polka bar, seem like. And Loki spots her. And we get our first look at Victor Timely, who is talking about time and talking about how you can shape time. And Loki tells Mobius it's him, he who remains. Then we see a white man ask, what do you know about the future, boy? Victor Timely replies, more than you might think. Um, I put in my notes, he's giving me Frederick Douglass vibes. Then he explains his looms. And says he doesn't want to light a city, but to arm, but to aim to light and power an entire planet. Loom begins to explode, which was really cool. And then Renslayer asks to speak to Tomlin. Anything you want to say? No, not really. Then we see people fighting over the patent rights. And they begin bidding. And Loki does some magic, sends some dude in a cage. Um, they say Timely's inventions are fake. We get a foot chase. And then we get Sylvie showing up who wants to kill the variant. And let's see. We get Ren, ex- Ren Slayer explaining what's going on. Miss Minute says they work together at end of time. Um, Tomley tells Ren Slayer he was the boy in the window and that that book defined the course of his life. But he doesn't have the technology to make his ideas work. Kind of like Howard Stark in Iron Man 2. Uh, what else? Then, as Renslayer is sleeping in the boat, he drops the boat, and Miss Minute tells him, you heard her, a partnership. You had to do it. Miss Minute was showing signs of jealousy. Renslayer starts to row, and then we go to see Timely in some attic-looking lab. Miss Minute admires his work. Then she begins to flirt with him. Evidently, he was the one that created Miss Minutes and said that she could write her own program, but the one thing she was upset was that he never gave her a body. Ah, uh, what the fuck? You know why she wanted a real body? She wanted to fuck him. Oh, yeah. As Miss Minnie says, if she had a body, they truly could be together. Mm-hmm. 
she is really he who remains just in his physical form. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's see. We see Tommy reach for the temp pad. Miss Minutes tells him, put it down, that they're a team. You need me. I love you. I said all things a female would say when getting dumped. And then he shuts her off. Renslayer says, lover's tiff. And she pulls out this huge pruning gun. And kind of threatens Tomley. Let's see, what else I want to talk about? Renslayer says she put the TVA above her own happiness, tells Mobius he has no idea what it takes to lead, to act, to keep order. The second she left, everything crumbled. She can keep the TVA stable because she's been doing it for eons with no thanks. She said order versus chaos and that she is order. I don't know about that. No. Uh, let's see. She gets thrown over the boat. Yeah. Then we get a fight between Renslayer and Sylvie. Sylvie says, power is what you want. See it at the end of time. Be careful what you wish for. And then she pushes her through a time door at the end of time. And we see he who remains sitting in his chair dead. And Renslayer brings Miss Minutes back, and Miss Minutes said, "I should have known." Renslayer replied, "I had, I had him under control until you sabotaged me, and made fools of us." Miss Minutes is foolish of him to take an energy out of someone who knows all his secrets. And then she says, "I know a really big one about you, and I can tell you, but it's gonna make you real angry." And that's how episode three ended. I enjoyed episode three. Episode three was good. I thought it was pretty entertaining. This season has been entertaining. So. Episode four, the heart of the TVA. We see the TVA's loom is near catastrophic failure but loki and mobius and sylvie have a he who remains variant um before we get into episode four there's been some rumors about they're replacing kang as the big bad with dr doom oh yeah that uh verity article yesterday or i think that's when it came out it came out either yesterday or Tuesday or Wednesday, yep, but there was a lot of shit that came from it. Well, give me the highlights. I didn't read the article. Doctor Doom might be replacing Kang as the big bad. Marvel might be looking to make a new Avengers movie with the original Avengers and cast. How do you feel about that? How are you... Unless it's, like, in a different multiverse? Because, I mean, in ours, Black Widow and Iron Man 
are just kaput. They're dead. Steve went back in time to bag Peggy. Chicka chicka bow wow. So like, I mean, when you go back in time and bag Peggy, I'm not saying yes or no to that question. I mean, I would go back in time and 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 and, and bag Bucky just for him. But although I prefer him with the metal arm, mm. girl, big chicks with metal arms. It also depends on who they get to direct it. And, like, what's the story? What's the story, Morning Glory? Great song by Oasis. But I'm not sure how to feel about it right now. If it goes I think it through, might be cool. interesting. If it doesn't. I'm like you, I don't know how they'll do it, but I think it'll be interesting. Like, the only way I think they'll be able to do it is if it's in a different universe. Yeah, or a different timeline or something. Like, Earth 2025,000? Who knows? So, going back to the Kane Doctor Doom thing, um... I have theories on how it could work and they could transition to Doctor Doom. How? So, you know, He Who Remains got killed in episode in uh, the first season of Loki. Mm-hmm. We have a variant in this season of Loki. We're going to see what happens to the variant. So if they kill all the Kang variants, you have no more big bad. Yeah. They killed one in Ant Man and whatever it was. Quantum Mania. Yeah. That's three already dead. Just do like Marvin the Martian have a big kaboom and they're all dead. Sure. But if you want to play it out, like you could just have them different people just go in and kill the variants. Alright, let's get into episode four. Um, we start off with what looks like pieces of matter just flying around. Then we see Renslayer and Miss Minute standing in front of the dead he who remains. Minutes tells her he wasn't always alone. There is something you have to see. Um, I put in my notes, what could it be? And then we see Renslayer watching a video showing He Who Remains and Renslayer getting ready to complete a utopia for all time. The new power couple. We see He Who Remains tells her he will catch up. Miss Minute shows up. He Who Remains tells her to pull up Protocol 42, says erase her memories. Erase all their memories. Miss Minute says, if you say so. Any thoughts? No. Then we find out that evidently Renslayer had led an army, but realized she did all the work while he who remains reaped all the benefits. Renslayer and Minutes think maybe they never needed him in the first place. 
Uh, I'm starting to think Miss Minutes is more powerful than He Who Remains. Or either is she a variant of He Who Remains since he created her? I don't know. Then we see Victor Tomlin shows up at the TVA and they're just letting him walk around freely. What the fuck? Then Mobius and Loki walk up. Loki says, come with us. We'll show you. Tomlin says, I am from Chicago. The Shadakari capital of the world and he don't trust anyone. I mean, I don't trust anyone neither. Tomlin realizes it's his loom. Loki tells him he is the only one that can fix it. Then we move on to see Obi and Casey working on the loom. Obi says he learned everything from a 19th century inventor named Victor Timely. Then he realizes the man standing in front of him is actually Victor Timely. Obi also says um, that Timely's inventions would have been better than Einstein's. Um, there's some strong bromance between Obi and Tomley. Yeah. Loki asks, what's the plan? Obi explains. Mobius says it's Loki's turn to do it. Uh, Victor says he had some problem until he created this. Then we, uh, Sylvia is freaking out, going after Mobius, says he never cared to look at his true timeline. Then we see some prisoners, the actor dude talking. Then we see General Doc says that you sold us out. B-52 begins to talk to Docs, trying to get through to her. Docs turns and looks at Brad, who says, don't trust her. Sylvie and Tomley look scared. He who remained didn't. As she is talking to Loki on why she killed one and didn't kill the other. Then Loki goes to tell a story about when Thor was banished from Asgard. And Loki, with a sense of fix what is broken, is hard. So this episode is about hope. Is that what you were getting? Um, Luke, your only hope? You're our only hope, Obi-Wan. I'm sending you a text message to your phone. Okay. Sylvie and Loki are sitting at a bar, and Sylvie says, whatever we do, we are playing gods. Loki replies, we are gods. Uh, and then we go and see Brad talking. They are going to prune us. Don't trust B-15. Renslayer shows up. Docs asks where B-15 is, says she is working on a plan to control TVA. If we work together, we can stop her. Renslayer is a lying bitch. Doc calls her calls her out, says she only wants to protect herself, looks at Miss Minutes, and then says, you, this is really disappointing, I must say. Then Renslayer says, anyone who helps me will have a life on the timeline if they want it. Brad wants it. Miss Minutes starts the torture machine. General Doc says she's seeing the bigger picture for the first time. Um, yeah, she's gonna die. Renslayer locks them all in a box except for Brad. The box shrinks and they die. Then the Tempads begin not working. Tomley wants to see the hot cocoa machine. So we have some guard takes him to see it, which I put was a big mistake. 
B-52 comes back to find Docs and crew dead. Timely gives Coco to Guard, who is pruned by Brad. Asks Timely where the device is. Uh, realize Miss Minutes has taken over the system. B-15 tells them Docs and her team is dead and has to be Renslayer. Loki says Renslayer doesn't want him. She wants the TVA and they are still in the TVA. Brad brings Tommy to Renslayer. I put Renslayer, damn, she's a bitch. She wants the device. Timely says, um, you might not like what he has to say. Renslayer, to, who is now X5, she says, X5 will find a, a painful way to kill you. Then we see a phone ringing. Loki sees himself standing in front of an elevator. Someone behind is going to prune him. Sylvie opens the elevator doors, and there you are. Bye, Loki, as Loki prunes his variant self. Someone answered the damn phone, I said. That ringing was getting on my nerves. Loki answers, and it turns out to be OB. OB says he could reboot the system, but the dampers will go down. That prevents magic from being used in the TVA, and at the same time, Loki and Sylvie say, turn it off. Then we see Tomley showing Renslayer something. Miss Minutes is telling them someone is rebooting the system. And Miss Minutes goes offline. But before she does, she tells Victor, you will never be him. Damn. She a little jealous, ain't she? Miss Minutes is a cunt. Yeah. And all of y'all would love her in season one. Oh, she's the greatest thing. She's the best thing. Ain't she so cute? She's a clock cunt. She's a clock cunt whore. She's a CC. She's a clock cunt. She's a clock cunt. Then we see X5 walking in the hallway, runs into Loki. Loki says, What do you say, X5? Fancy a rematch? My money is on Loki. X5 comes back. This is cozy. I put in my notes, Why do I think this is Loki? Then we see X5 prune Renslayer. Loki had him under some kind of spell or in some trance. Mobius comes in and takes Tomley. Tomley puts his head in the scanner to get his aura. Hmm. Can I build a, a scanner to get somebody's aura? No. Aww. I just want maybe one or ten people. Loki says he'll do it. Tomley says it should be him. Tomley gets in the suit, says he's ready. They open the doors, and he is disintegrated into spaghetti. Well, there goes everything. We get a big, big explosion, and everything went kaboom. Um, everyone can't be dead. Good. Huh? Going kaboom is not good. Where is the big kaboom? And that's how episode four ended. Your thoughts on episode four? I thought it was the best episode of the season. Really? I don't know. I kind of like the previous one. Uh, also, was kind of surprised they killed Renslayer. Huh? Was kind of surprised that they uh killed Renslayer off. For now, that we know of. And Miss Minutes is an evil fucking cunt bitch whore. Well, 
Tell us how you really feel, Brenda. Oh, Mom, what's funny about that is I watched Talladega Nights today. Anyway, moving on to episode five, titled Science Fiction. Mid. Our synopsis is Loki traversed uh, uh, dying timelines in an attempt to find his friends, but reality is not what it seems. What is reality really? Reality is a figment of our imagination. Reality can be anything I want it to be. Just ask Thanos. He has the reality stone? If I get the reality stone, then I can make reality anything I want. Fuck yeah! I already know what it's gonna be. Mm-mm-mm. Damn. I have it right here in my hand. Mm. Yeah, we might need to go change some clothes after this. Oh, God. Oh. Maxwell Venom, what are you doing? Nothing. Oh, the little fucker knocked down my pictures, and the two pictures I had of you on one side are now behind the couch. So now we gotta get those out when you get here. Stop. I see your, your infinity gauntlet. Yeah, I lost the time stone. I don't know what happened to it. You asshole. Buy you shit and you lose shit? What, don't Why'd make take... them so small. Why'd you take them out? They fell out. because well, You should have picked it up and glued it back in, dummy. They're magnetic, goddammit. Well, you can still glue it. Why would I glue magnets? So they don't fall. Yeah, I know. Anyway. We open up with sirens going off, which sound like the sirens that were used during the Battle of Britain during World War II when Germany was bombing London. Why are they giving me a lot of World War II references in episode two, uh, in season two? Because, how do I put this where it doesn't? World War II is the most interesting time period for the world. Yeah, that'd be true. Alright, for me, it's the most interesting. It is probably one of the most it is probably one of the most wrote about and historically studied war. I would have to say that and probably the fall of the Roman Empire. So I do like learning. I like going deeper into World War One more than World War Two. Because like. Yeah, you do know a lot of stuff about World War One, but you don't know a lot about it as like, you know, World War Two. And World War Two had like significant impacts on the world. So did World War One, but like this had more. Yeah, but so, World War One didn't try to eliminate a 
whole group of people. Well, yeah. It was just... Both are fascinating so, to me, and so I like learning. Tom Royal got shot because he wouldn't listen to motherfuckers who told him not to go to Sarajevo, and he did, which I almost named your sister Sarajevo. Um... Because he was he was a hard headed little prick, which most royalty people are, and he caused World War One. Anyway, moving on, we see Loki is the only one left. Um, I mean, I would help him out if he wanted to repopulate the world. My repopulation facility would be open. You don't have anything to say for that? Nope. And we see Loki walking through an empty TVA. And I was getting something out of a horror film, and I don't watch horror films. Loki hey, I begins... will say, the Five Nights at Freddy's movie is pretty interesting. I've seen a lot. A couple of people say they've actually enjoyed it, and that it wasn't as trash as they thought it was going to be. Because video game adaptations in the movies are never good. This one kind of was. And we see Loki begin to do that thing where he is torn between time. And Loki sees himself. And you keep hearing over the intercom something about 1229. I don't know why that would be significant. He sees the TVA handbook, and then we see branches or wires or something coming out of the computer walls. And then on the clock, you see cut clock, Miss Minutes, that says, thank you for your service on the screen. That's what all my men tell me. Thank you for my service. And then we go to some prison or something, and we're on a time branch for 1962 San Francisco, California, and we see Casey, and Loki comes up, sees Casey, who doesn't know who he, who he is, and they are trying to escape from the most famous prison in the world, one very haunted Alcatraz. Gotta love Alcatraz. Only if Alcatraz was still open. Now Loki's just going everywhere. Now we're on a timeline in 2012 in New York. We see B-15 as a doctor. Then we go to 2022 Cleveland and we see Mobius on a jet ski. And evidently Mobius owns his own jet ski shop. Loki comes into Mobius' store, says the TVA is gone. Mobius says, you mean ATV? And no, you are in luck. I have one. And we find out Mobius had two sons. And he is jamming to working for the weekend from Loverboy from 1981 in his jet ski shop. Can't go wrong with everybody's working for the weekend. I mean, you can't go wrong listening to Loverboy. Then we move to 1994 Pasadena, California. And we see somebody in a bookstore trying to buy a book called the Zartan Continuance. Continuance. And come to find out, Zartan was a villain in G.I. Joe and a mercenary. And it also refers to an early Thor comic. 
And there are some people who think that this could be the group Sylvie is working for. Anything you'd like to say? Interesting. And we see Obi trying to check out a book or buy a book, but it doesn't seem to be coming up in the system. And then the lady realizes that he was the one that wrote the book and is putting his own books on the shelf at the bookstore. And says science fiction is a well-respected and thought-provoking genre. Then the lady comes up and says, nobody buys it here. Well, because people that go to that library are dumb. Or bookstore. I mean, well, they were in Pasadena, California. Need we say more? My favorite bookstore is the Comet Bookstore. Then we see a big workshop lab type thing Obi has. Loki shows up and scares the shit out of Obi. Says he is going to tell him something and it's going to be hard to believe. And I put in my notes, Obi man is gullible. He says one of his characters has came to life and needs his help. <laughs> Loki looks at one of the books, says, you're a writer? I am doomed. Then I put in my notes, how come Loki has always made you feel sympathetic for him? Because Loki's a tragic character? Did you learn it in your English class this semester? Uh, no, that's just for me watching the movies and reading comics. Then OB says he had to get a PhD. Shout out to PhDs. I'll be getting mine. Start mine in January. To keep his day job of teaching physics at Caltech. Then OB asks Loki exactly what it is he's trying to do. Loki explains that he needs to go back before the temporal loom melted and so it melted down sort of like a nuclear reactor. They created Chernobyl. How cool. Boom. Chernobyl is one of those places on my bucket list I want to visit. Uh, yeah. I don't want radiation to enter my body. You do know. Or run out of oxygen. You do know they actually give tours at Chernobyl? Yeah. They put you in a suit, you got 30 minutes, and then they get you out. You're good. Yeah, and if you don't get out in 30 minutes, you're fucked. Well, I'd get out in 30 minutes. You know, I really just want to go see the Ferris wheel. That was in Call of Duty. That's all I want to go for. And it was in Dark Side of the Moon. Best Transformer movie ever. Real. And we see Obi says you time travel into a place that has no time. That's not possible. Um, Anything's possible on TV. You can't travel to a place that doesn't exist. Equally impossible. Loki says he needs to learn how to control... Or he tells Loki he needs to learn how to control his time slipping. And Loki's like, I can control time slipping? Loki says it's random and he doesn't know how to control it. Obi replies and says, is it random? You keep ending up in places where the people you are looking for are magic. 
says he is. Go ahead. It's the power of love. Obi says he is a better version of the temp patch, so just transfer Loki into a temp patch. Right? I don't know if that's how that works. Maybe anything can work. Obi goes and says science is what and how, and fiction is the why. So he needs to find everyone to get their tempor- temporal aura and put it all together. Loki hands him the TVA handbook that he picked up. Loki shows back up at Mobius' house. Loki explains to him. Obi shows up with a tent pad. He gets Mobius on board. Now that I go see B-15 and Casey. Um, then he goes to see uh, Sylvie, and Sylvie is the only one who knows Loki. Says She says they are back in their real life. She asks what you want, says he wants his friends back. She said, or he don't want to be alone. Without them, where do I go? She tells him to go write your own story. Casey says, some have somewhere to be. And then Obi says, we can get you back. Like, do you really want to go back to Alcatraz, man? Come on. So Casey asks if that doodad just takes you everywhere you want to go. Loki comes back, says everyone should go home. The wires come back to take over and as Sylvia is sitting into like some record shop and Sylvia just walks through a door and leaves. Then we see Loki with his friends, guess. Oh, and he tells them that uh, they're not going to save the world now. Says more about what he wanted. Tells Mobius to go back to his sons. Loki says they are fine without TVA. Then we see Sylvie shows up and says, no, they aren't. Everything is falling apart. The branches are dying. Don't know what is happening, but they have to do something. They think Casey took the tent pad, says that he didn't take it. And then everyone begins to go bye-bye. By Casey, by OB, by Mobius, by B-15, by Sylvie. Loki hears all these voices. Loki screams. Now Loki has figured out how to control his time slipping. Loki says it's about who, and he can rewrite the story. So this episode is about rewriting your story, something Cody Rhodes never did. (laughs) Yeah. Or you can go back and rewrite your story while you still have time if you're unhappy. Is the moral of this episode, maybe? Yes, no? I don't know. I just thought this episode was kind of mid. And then we see Loki show back up at the TVA at the point where Victor Timely dies. And that was the end of the episode. What did you think it was mid? What made it mid? I actually kind of enjoyed it. I mean, it was a little slow. I'll give him that. Last, it was too slow for my like. I think they were trying to like put in a bunch of information, and they just did it very slowly. Where mm. they probably could have speeded it up a little bit. That's fair. Or maybe save some for the next episode. 
And but I, I get this. It was the episode leading up to the finale. I just thought you could have done a better job on it. And like I said earlier, maybe I have to go back and rewatch it. Because also, I did watch Invincible, Gen B, and Loki back to back to back. So, not so sure. But that's how I felt about Loki. I mean, this is the only episode I've really said that about. I think the season has still been amazing. And I'm interested to see what they do in episode 6, which is the finale. Right? Yeah. Yes. So this was their go home show. Kinda. Eh. Not saying it was bad. Not saying it was good. It was it. Also, the Marvels comes out next week. Yes, we'll see. we'll go see it after you get here. I'm not gonna go see it until after you get here. Uh Right? Trying to think. When could we see it? Um, it comes out. Hold on. So it comes, comes out the 10th. Comes out the 10th. You'll be here the 11th. That's Saturday. Dude, we'll be traveling all day and I'll be tired. Well, I'm not. Yeah, I know we're not going Saturday, Mother. I was just saying, I will be there that Saturday. Oh, yes. So maybe Monday? Sure. Because the 15th or the 16th, I've got a meeting that I've got to do. A ladies meeting? No, ladies meeting is Tuesday and no shit's going to roll on that. No, uh, my research project for my museum studies class. That's why I have to help. Yeah, the only time they have available to do it is that week. So I'm going to have to like do a few assignments ahead of time to meet with them to do what I need to do, which okay. I mean, will work in my favor. It just means next week and the first couple of days of the week of the 12th, I'll have a lot of schoolwork and there might be some all-nighters. Have fun with that. But yeah, the 13th we could go. Then we have full gear on the 18th. Then the week after, we're at WrestleCade. The week after that, we're at WrestleCade. And Daryl might be at WrestleCade. Yay! And then I'm I can prove that I didn't kill you because him and Warner think I killed you. Just tell them to go listen to the podcast. Boom, I'm alive. A, they think when you come into the stream that I'm on a burner account of yours. I said, he'll be back next weekend. And they're like, yeah, his body. If you'll go back <laughs> and listen to their podcast from Wednesday when they reviewed... AEW Dynamite. And I'm like, no. So if Daryl shows up at WrestleK, I'll be like, he's not dead. You can tell one of you physically seen Brendan. I like their shit on Instagram. 
I don't follow them on Instagram. And my account has my name in it. I don't know how to work Instagram, to be honest. It's because you're one of those uh people in life who are much older than people who know how to work Instagram. Well, why don't you show me how to work Instagram when you get here? All it is is pictures. That's all well, it you is. Can show me, you can show it's me how not it that hard, woman. You better watch who the fuck you call a woman, woman. <laughs> I'm not a woman. Oh, we got to review uh, Crown Jewel after tomorrow. Uh, what time does Crown my... Jewel come on? 12, 1 in the afternoon in Michigan. Don't play tomorrow, do they? They play at 7.30, and I'll probably be gone most of the day tomorrow. Where's your fucking ass going? I'm going out with Liam. So, evidently... Prince Nana, I'll come out, yes, we're talking wrestling real quick, and commented that the Mogul Embassy is going to team up with um, somebody. Stricky Starks and Big Bill. Yeah. Against LFI. Yeah, in LFI. And so Jose told Nana he better stay out of his way or else. I put. I replied to Jose. I said Jose versus Nana at full gear, and then did the Tony Gift thing. Book it. But anywho, that is Loki episode three, four, and five review. Are we getting an episode? I mean, a season three. I haven't heard anything about it yet, but I do know Invincible season two is going to be amazing. Um, because that's gonna determine on how they end. I guess we'll figure it out after we watch episode six on how they leave it. Mhm. But I suppose. Anywho, guess we'll talk to you people later. Michigan has fired recruiting analyst Connor Stallions amidst the sign stealing scandal. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, we're going to cut this off and we'll talk about this off air. Bye, peoples. We'll see you all maybe with Crown Jewel sometime. Maybe, depends if I watch it or not. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>